is Hard Place, a novel by R.A. Jacobson. Listener discretion is advised. Contains strong language, violence, and some adult situations. Chapter 57. Grant Anderson does some magic. Grant Anderson stood at her front door and watched Jacob and Brian drive away in the demon. She looked at the ominous sky. Dark clouds menaced the east. She had read the signs, felt the air shift, and knew the time she had dreaded for so many years had come. Ever since she had refused, she knew the day would arrive when she would have to make a choice. She had spoken to the crow, the raven, and the coyote, heard their truth. She had opened the rabbit's belly and tasted the sourness of its heart. She had walked through the woods at night. Her bare feet felt the earth and its mood. There was an imbalance in the world. A truth had been hidden for too long, like black mold beneath the surface of a bright red apple you only find when you bite into it. She had prepared as best she could, knowing nothing would be enough. She would have to sacrifice far more than she wanted to. The blustery wind spun her hair around her face. Frowning, she pulled the door closed, but did not lock it. There was no point. From her bookcase, she retrieved a small linen package wrapped tightly with twine. In it was a single candle she had made some time ago, especially for this day. It had taken many years to gather the ingredients. Sharon, the previous owner of the house, her aunt, and a powerful witch had left some of the needed ingredients. On the floor in the middle of the room, she placed the candle on a small plate, lit it, and turned the lights off, plunging the room into near darkness. The candle sputtered and sparked, but remained lit, giving off an odd green radiance. She would miss this house, her home. So many wonderful memories lived here. This is where she truly became. This is where she had refused. A young girl, newly born, she had stood against the dark power and said no. But as the years passed, and that power grew, its tentacles spreading through her world around her, she knew the day would come when it would once again reach for her, and she would not be able to refuse a second time. Within these walls, she had prepared for the time she would do battle against the one who would come. However, no matter how much power she gathered, she could never be powerful enough. So she made a different plan. If she could not defeat him, then she would have to become something other than what she was. This, too, would take immense power. She had cast a spell on her home and on herself. Every person who walked through her door without their knowledge or consent had given a small piece of their life, a small fraction of a second stolen. Years ago, when she had first cast the spell, she had felt guilty. It wasn't right to steal life, even such a small amount. But she had seen into the near future and knew what she would have to do. When the time of revealing came, she would not survive without a store of power. So she cast her spell. It was a surprisingly simple spell, and it worked perfectly. The tiny portions of life had added up, and her house held enormous power the power she would need to cast the strongest spell she'd ever attempted. This time when he came, she would be taken, unless she was already someone else's. She knew if she succeeded, she would be forever changed. In fact, she would no longer exist. At least, not as she was now. Another creature would take her place. She would still exist inside, but then again, 
she wasn't completely sure, having never cast a spell like this before. But there was no longer a choice. She began the words she had written and rewritten for years. My line unbroken, protect this token. By the light of four, harm me no more. Iron and bone, blood and stone, protect my home. I bind you left, I bind you right, I bind you now. Stay from my sight. I bind you day, I bind you night, I bind you now with all my might. The magic upon me, be trapped this night. Between these mirrors, never see light. From me to you, cast back times two. Many tooth, tongue lashed, bound and binding. False words, black words, spoken twice. False you are, false is your power. In two and in one, your face revealed. True return, both the judge and the white rider. Turn to your facade. As she intoned, she walked through the room, her hands out, fingertips grazing the walls, touched her books and objects of power. Where she touched, small silver sparks like static electricity traced her fingers. She made seven turns around the room, collecting tiny sparks like fine cobwebs. Then she opened the door to her cellar and started down, still quietly speaking the words. Little lightning entwined her toes with each step she took, arcing from foot to tread. By the third step, her feet no longer touched the stairs. Her head tipped back, her hair billowed and writhed as if alive. Bluish-white lightning snapped around her, sliding up her body and across the walls of the stairwell. She drifted down into the dark, cool, stone-walled room. As she entered, candles set in the niches flared to life, filling the room with a shifting light. A mammoth moose skull, dark with age, was mounted. Its gigantic antlers stretched from wall to wall. The candlelight made its empty sockets swim with movement. Gran hung suspended, eyes closed, focused on the entity she was calling through the skull of the great ancient beast. Her fingers crackled with tangled webs of lightning that arced from the walls and stroked the skull. They danced blue in the orange light of the candles. She continued to chant the words. They seemed to echo around her until her voice became multitude, speaking in unison. She drifted down to the stone floor, the tips of her toes touching lightly. She stood in front of the skull that seemed to regard her. Then, as if she had been held up by strings that were suddenly cut, she sank to her knees, her head fell to the floor, and she stayed there for several minutes. Her words continued to bounce around the room like ripples on the surface of a pond. Violently, her spine arced, and she screamed, throwing her head back. Her back exploded into a fountain of blood and bone as gore-covered antlers burst out. A massive, dark shape, shining wetly, struggled to free itself from the mangled body. A moose climbed out. It pulled itself from the body with huge, powerful jerks, yanking her about like a small animal in the mouth of a predator until the moose freed itself. Gran was cast aside, now a bag of skin that slapped against the floor. The moose dominated the room, its antlers draped with ribbons of flesh. It stood, head lowered, breathing heavily. Snorting, it shook itself, scattering blood and gore across the room, drenching the walls and floor and ceiling with crimson. In the corner, Gran Anderson stirred, then rose unsteadily to her feet. Drenched in blood, her hair hung darkly, glistening. 
Her eyes were shockingly white in her red-coated face. For a second, she stood confused. Then she turned and faced the great beast. The moose bowed to Gran Anderson, who bowed in return. So it's done. Gran Anderson reached for the creature's muzzle, and then there was a blinding flash. The room went black. Slowly, the candles flickered back to life. The beast was gone. In the center of the room stood Gran Anderson, but not Gran. Her head was dipped down, and as it rose, the antlers sprouted from her head, pushing through her long gray hair till they scraped the ceiling. Smoke drifted from her burning white eyes. She spread her arms wide, and her voice, deep and resonant, reverberated around the room. I have become. For now I am the voice. I am the messenger. From my lips the words are spoken, and the words are the words of death. Tune in next Tuesday for Chapter 58, Blue Flamed Guitar. Stories from a Hard Place is a narrative podcast. Every Tuesday and Thursday, R.A. Jacobson presents another chapter from Hard Place, read by the author. Opening music by Noah Zachran. Production copyright by R.A. Jacobson, 2022. If you'd like to support Stories from a Hard Place, please go to patreon.com forward slash hard place. If you would like a book version, either ebook or print, you can find it anywhere books are sold, including your local library. You can find links to all these and much more at Deadcat Studio. That's deadcatstud.io. Thanks for listening. Keep the shiny side up.